morning and welcome to our Daily Word and Prayer. My name is Tom Short. I'm so glad to have you along today and so glad to be back in my home studio where I know the lighting's a little bit better, the sound's a little bit better. I hope our, our whole live stream this morning is edifying, inspiring, and a blessing to you. We've been talking about stagnating in our Christian life or growing cold and growing stale. It's so easy to do. If you've ever had struggles with this, you're certainly not alone. We've been talking about some of the causes of it, and identifying the cause is the first step to solving the problem. If you know what's wrong, you can solve it. If you don't, it's hard to fix it. And so today I'd like to look at one of the areas of spiritual stagnation and unfruitfulness that Jesus talked about. And that's found in Mark chapter 4, where he tells the parable of the sower sowing the seed. Of course, there are four types of soil that the seed was sown on. The seed is the word of God. And some seed was sown on hard soil. And the birds came and ate it up. It didn't even get a root. Never got a start. Some seed was sown on thorny soil. And the, it, uh, and, excuse me, rocky soil. And the rocky soil, it grew immediately and fast, but the heat of the day caused the, caused the growth to wither it, because it had no root. And, it, and when difficulties of life came, it gave up. It died. Other seed was, was sown on thorny soil. Now, thorny soil, Jesus said, were like weeds. And the weeds would choke the true seed that was growing. The good seed was being choked out by thorns and thistles and weeds. You've probably experienced that in your own yard or if you have a garden. And the fourth soil was good soil which yielded 30, 60, and 100-fold return on the seed that was sown in it. We want to be that good soil, but I want to talk this morning about that third type of soil, the thorny soil. What were those thorns? Jesus described it in Mark chapter 4, verses 18 and 19. Here's his description. And others are the ones in whom the seed was sown among the thorns. These are the ones who heard the word. But the worries of the world, the deceitfulness of riches, and the desires for other things enter in and choke the word, and it becomes unfruitful. Boy, what a challenge. It's a challenge in all of life. It's a challenge in every economy. It's a challenge if you live in the developed world or the developing world. It's a challenge if you're rich and you've got a lot of money to manage and a lot of things to think about. And it's a challenge if you're poor and you're just barely trying to survive and make ends meet. In any case, we all, whoever you are, we all battle this, this problem, the worries of the world, the deceitfulness of riches, and the desires for other things. Now, <clears throat> there are worries in the world. There are personal worries, maybe your health, your family, your, the, your making, again, like you said, making ends meet. There's big things like a war over in Europe or, or rising inflation or things that you have no control over. And these can worry us and they can cause us to, they can cause the word of God to be choked out of us. We've talked here often about how do you deal with this? And I think one thing is the serenity prayer. And we should make this part of our prayer life 
God, give me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change. Brothers and sisters, you can't do anything right now about that war over in Ukraine. You can certainly pray about it, and that's significant. You can give it to God. You could probably, there's ways to send money for relief efforts if you'd like. But besides that, Putin's kind of going to do what he's going to do, and we can hope that the leaders of the world, leaders of the nations, respond properly and limit this and stop this. But what you can do, you can worry about it. You can lose sleep over it. You can be all worked up over it. But there's not much more you can do other than you give it into the hands of God. And you don't let worry or you let those worries drive you to God rather than drive you away from God. And that's so important. There are worries and pressures in the world. Make sure that they don't come between you and God, but they drive you to God. If this were God here and this were you, make sure that your worries don't come in between, but they come over here and they press you more and more to God in prayer. The end of that serenity prayer, again, the prayer, the whole prayer, give me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. And so again, don't let the worries of the world drive you away from God. Let them push you to God. We cast our burdens upon Him. And part of, part of being faithful to God is the pressures of the world. We can just tend to say we give them to God at first, but then we just think it's all on our shoulders. It's not. We can cast our cares upon the Lord, it says in 1, Tim, 1 Peter chapter 4. four. Chapter 5, cast your cares upon the Lord because he cares for you. And take your burdens to God and allow the pressures of the world to bring you closer to God, not further away. Jesus said the deceitfulness of riches. Well, again, we, we all need money to survive. We do live in a world where you got to earn a living, and that's biblical. That's godly. Jesus, I mean, the Bible teaches us to work, and the Bible teaches us to earn a living. And if we don't, we shouldn't even eat. So this is part of life, but again, life is so much more than this. And what must we always do when it comes to riches, when it comes to money? Again, let's see that God is our provider. He may use our employer. In my case, he may use ministry partners who donate to us. He uses people to, to bring money to us. But God is the source. God is the provider. When we think it's all up to us and we think that money is the provider, money gives us security, money gives us happiness, money gives us any of these things. No, these are gifts from God and God entrusts and gives the finances to us that are necessary. So again, you live in a world where, yeah, you got to have a job and, and, and you've got to earn a living and so on. See that as a gift from God. Involve God in it. Don't don't get to the point where you separate out, this is my spiritual life, and this is, the, this is the rest of my life. This is my material life. This is the physical life. No, because then, like weeds that can choke out the spiritual, this can become bigger and bigger and bigger. Thirdly, the desire for other things. You know, in Matthew 6, we're told, Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added to you. All the necessities of life, God, God will provide. But we seek first the kingdom of God. We put God first in our life. We put him as the priority in all things. 
the priority in all things. God gives us many things to enjoy, many wonderful things in life, and he does bless us with wonderful experiences in life. But he wants to be first, and he needs to be first. It's not just that he, it's his ego or something. He's the source of life. He's the, he's the vine. We're the branches. We need to be connected with him first and foremost. And when our heart is drawn away and prioritizes other things ahead of God, it chokes out the word. Again, we say God first, and don't let the other things choke out the word. The worries the deceitfulness of riches, the desire for other things. You know, if you have a garden or a lawn, I don't, I never grew up on a farm, so I've not, but I've had grass, and I know that you want to get rid of, you want to take care of those weeds. If you don't, they multiply. You know, they multiply. You say, give them an inch, they take a yard. Those weeds will multiply, and you've got to deal with them. You've got to get rid of them, lest they cause trouble. You tend your garden or you tend your lawn by weeding it. Well, likewise with our heart and our soul, we want to tend it and get the weeds out and make sure that we, we're soil. You and I are soil that the Word of God can grow and be fruitful in, in rather than choke out the Word so that it becomes unfruitful. How do you do that? Well, I, I think you're doing a good thing right now. You, when you make a commitment, come to something like our daily word and prayer, you get in the word regularly, that's, we're tending our garden. We're weeding the garden right now. That's what we're doing. We're addressing those weeds. We're getting rid of them. We're identifying them and saying, Let's, that, that's a weed. Let's get rid of it so that we can be good soil as we get into the word of God and pray over it every single day. We want to do it. If you start neglecting God's word, those weeds can multiply. I encourage you to have uh, I encourage you to have regular periods where you slow down and you allow yourself to think a bit. One way to do this is weekly a Sabbath rest. Now you might you might not like calling it a Sabbath, but I do believe that God has programmed us, created us to need a day of rest, a day off, a day where we're not preoccupied with the worries of the world, the deceitfulness of riches, the desire for other things. For me, that day Sunday. I make a concerted effort that on that day, for me, it's going to be a day where I disconnect from those things. I'm not reading the news. I'm not thinking about investments. I'm not thinking about markets. I'm not thinking about world economy. I'm not thinking about world events. I'm not thinking about, I, I'm trying to disconnect on that Sunday and make it a day where, where I can just rest in the Lord refocus, rethink about what's important. That's what I do. I would encourage you to do that. We, when, you, when, when I don't have that over a period of time, the grind starts to wear me down. But I found that, that my day of rest refreshes me. Even if I don't feel it exactly, I, I can look over time. When I haven't had it, I get worn down and worn out. When I have it, I, I continue through the week with, enough, with spiritual energy and vibrancy. I encourage you to have that. Regular times, whether it's daily, like in our daily word and prayer, weekly, a weekly Sabbath, I encourage conferences. This is why TSC and we're involved in the Faith Walkers Conference. We do some of these trips like to Israel and Alaska. These are times to come apart and, and focus on some 
other aspects of life, to try and leave the worries of the world, deceitfulness of riches, desire for other things, leave them behind, get with the people of God, and focus on some uh, my my spiritual life and spiritual growth, and get re get get those weeds t- uh, tended and weeded out of the garden of our life. And finally, one thing I one time for me, I'll just say is waking up in the morning is a time when my mind can be active, especially if I wake up before my alarm, which I almost always do. The temptation is to reach for the phone, isn't it? The temptation, what happened overnight? What, what's going on in the world? Who attacked who? What, what news? The, the, we live in this news cycle where you got to know what happened in the last hour. Be careful about that. I try and when I lie there and for a few minutes before my alarm goes off, my mind can be so active and I want to direct it towards the things of God and be careful that I'm not uh, overcome by the worries of the world, deceitfulness of riches or desire for other things. And then finally, with that is the other end. When I go to bed at night, I hope you get good rest. I hope you get good rest because that's so important to having a soul that's alive and not letting the worries of the world choke out your, your, your joy, your life, your vibrancy. And one thing, don't let it choke out your sleep. Don't let worry about people or money or things or events. Don't let that choke your soul. When I go to bed in the last year or so, I've been praying a simple prayer. My, his word, last word, I read the Bible before I go to bed. And then I, I, um, I say a simple prayer. It's the same one every night. And I've been saying, um, uh, blessed be the Lord, our God, king of the universe, who gives sleep to my eyes and rest to my soul. And that's what God does. He gives sleep to our eyes. He lets our eyes sleep and, and our body needs that rest. But he also gives rest to our soul. And that time of each night and waking up the next morning, we want to have a soul that was at rest a soul that was at peace, not overcome by the worries of the world, not overcome by the deceitfulness of riches, not overcome by the desire for other things. You tend a garden. You weed it regularly. Tend your soul. Make sure the weeds of these other things aren't choking out the Word of God, but that the soil of your life and your heart is good soil to bear fruit for God. Amen? Father, we bless you. We bless you for the principles of life by which we can live. Father, we acknowledge, and you, you know, that we live, we're trying to be spiritual people in a material world. We're trying to be spiritual people who, who live life in this world, who address our financial needs, address the worries that, that come our way, address the concerns. We live in a fallen world. Our world is not only material, but it's fallen. It's, it's just fraught with dangers and and problems and difficulties and and there's and the the devil wants to exploit these and wants to tempt us and we're we're doing our best father to stay focused and to stay spiritual to seek first the kingdom of god and your righteousness we don't we don't want to stop growing we don't want to become stagnant we want to be continuing to draw near to you and seeing regular growth in our Christian life, in our experience, in our relationship with you and with others. We want to love you more today than we did last year. We want to love others more today than we did last year. We want to be growing in our life. Help us, Father, to tend to our soul. 
help us to give the time to, to put the worries of the world in their proper place. Let them press us closer to you. Help us, Lord, to see that money doesn't provide. You're the provider. You use money. It's only a tool. It's only a channel. You're the provider. Help us, Lord, to see that, that, that all the other things we desire, there's nothing, no one, no one like our God, nothing like our God. You are the one who truly satisfies all that we could ever desire. One day in your courts is better than a thousand outside. Help us, Lord, that you would be the deep desire of our heart and soul. Lord, help us tend the garden, tend the weeds in our own heart. Help us, Lord, to guard and watch over our heart with all diligence, for from it flow the springs of life. Might those springs not be polluted with wrong desires, but might they be focused day in, day out, the desires of our heart be focused on the, the love of our life, and that's you. Might, it not, might our love for you not, not grow cold or stale. Keep it awake, we pray. Keep it on fire, we ask, in Jesus' name. Amen, amen, and amen. God bless you. So glad to have you along. If this is your first time here, welcome. I hope you come back every day, because we're here every day, 8.30 a.m. live, or you can watch later in the day, or you can... Um, uh, listen to the podcast on the Apple, Spotify, or Google platforms. Just search for Tom the Preacher, and you can find all the our daily word and prayer. If you're here regularly, I'm so glad you are. I believe it's going to bless you. You make this commitment. We've been talking about it. You come get in the word of God every day. Pray over it. It's going to make a difference, and I know this is making a difference in your life. So until we meet tomorrow, God bless you. God make his face shine upon you. God fill you with his peace, and I'll see you tomorrow. Bye-bye.